Good evening, I am Jamie Lynn. Welcome back to Sonic Byways, people of note striking a chord. And tonight's guests epitomize the theme of Sonic Byways. These are two men of exceptional note, and they strike a chord on many levels. They're very talented. There is humor coursing throughout the next 58 minutes. And above all, they're quite sincere, totally genuine, really into both spending time with one another in a platonic way and doing what they love together, which is playing music and also skiing and just kind of being a part of the goodness here in Aspen, Colorado. I've noticed a lot of goodness in the past few years. I lived here a very long time and there's a cool trend in town recently from restaurants to bars to open mic nights, people coming together, creating really good products at an affordable price and sharing a passion for where we live and what we do while we live here. So tonight's guests are regulars at Red Onion's Open Mic Night, not only on the floor level, but also downstairs on the garden level. So we'll find out just what that means. They came by the studio. It was Valentine's Day night. Faces pressed up against the glass, clutching a heart-shaped box of Dove chocolates, which they then proceeded to eat when I wasn't looking. But despite that Valentine's faux pas, I couldn't have asked for two nicer gentlemen to spend Valentine's Day with. So ladies, yes, next year I would highly recommend two Valentines, three microphones, and a camera. Pretty much broke the Valentine's Day mold. So we spent a little time getting situated, took the requisite pictures with headphones, and while this is not a recording studio, we did our best to get everyone on the same page. Some of us were more voluminous than others. Already so I can tell you Kenny attention. talks too loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can we smoke cigarettes in here? No. <laughs> because the FCC, as I was telling Kenny earlier, booted um, myself off a college radio station for profanity. What'd you say? <laughs> I'll, I'll edit it out, but what'd you say? Well, I didn't say anything. Yeah. He uh, went to an all-you-could-drink uh, before the radio show, and he dropped a couple F-bombs, and the next day we were fired after <laughs> three shows. How do you get fired from a college radio station? It's well, not they a were job. Worried, they were worried about getting their license pulled. <laughs> got fired, but asked not to be on the radio anymore. You can get escorted out of places, but... <laughs> we got dismissed. I was skiing today, hiked up the bowl. There's one dominant little old lady. We're taking a little, couple little breaks, checking out the scenery. She goes, do you mind if we go past you? And I go, girl, you better get it. How old was she? What's uh, old mean? 94, 95. <laughs> it was great. Pretty much the oldest lady to hike up the bowl sweet, ever. Sweet K2 fat loves. I mean, she loved her face. That's inspiring. I know. I mean, people pass me all the time, so I don't think much of it. So Pat Vaughn <coughs> and Kenny. Kenny. Ken. Pat likes Kenny. You could do Ken. Kenneth. Ken what do you like? What do you like? Ken. What does your mama call you? My mom. Oh, my mom calls me Kenny. You call me Ken. Just call you. Ken just only call, has, he only just has one sure name, like Cher or Obama. <laughs> so a little backstory for our listeners here. I have known Pat for a while. Ken and I just sort of got wind of each other. I got wind of both of them and their musical sensibilities at the Red Onion, the open mic. Mm-hmm. One night I just got off work and I was in the mood to go out. And turns out I didn't have any money when you bought me a Budweiser. Remember that? Yes, you Which owe me one Which was super chivalrous. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of hoping this might sort of negate the whole I owe you a beer uh, thing. Yeah, but maybe not. No, it's all good. There's a six pack waiting when you leave. And then I heard you guys. Tell me the name of your, your outfit. Not We're, your shirt. Uh, <laughs> It all started at a ski shop we work at. Um, we tune skis, and a lot of times we're referred to as tune monkeys because basically a monkey could do that job. So then we're both big lovers of music, 
we decided maybe we should get together and play a little rock and roll. Kenny's so, a great singer. I play all, the guitar. So it was all last year, all last year. We're tuning skis together and stuff, and Patty's like, yeah, man, we got we to gotta, we should just rock out this Sunday night, this Sunday night. We should right. play some music. I'll bring the guitar. We'll sing, the, sing some tunes. Did you go to one another's house, or you just no. brought it in? Like, like after work, like after work. And, right, um, right in the ski shop. Palmer that was probably shop. like a three-month talk, you know. Uh-huh. Never happened. <laughs> oh, it, it was I great. Think, I think it went back longer than that. Uh, there's a guy, Jay Sweet, even before Kenny works with me, that he's a g- good guitar player. We used to talk about that probably a solid year ago. But it never really came. No, that's how these things happen. Through. You need to talk about it. It needs to constantly be like, you know, we really need to do that. Like you write it on little post-its. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. These things take time to come to Did fruition. Did you write your thing on a post-it? No, no post-its involved. Can, wait, can I ask though? I have a feeling once you got the name, because that's an awesome name and I love puns. So that must have kind of gotten you a little more psyched to do it. What is it more more than a pun, monkeys. Jamie. I think it's a double entendre. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I can never remember what that word is. So um, Well played, Pat. Okay, sorry. Yes, my bad. I've been, I've been waiting for weeks. This so um, clearly when we shifted over to music, a tune monkey now can be a band name instead of just the, the dopey guys that tune skis in the back of the ski shop. If we finally got it together, we, um, you know, we, we started to play music um, after the ski shop closed and so it just sounded good. It was so much fun. We had some people sing along, and it's kind of taken on a, a life of its own since since then. And you had a young lady with you who was quite talented and kind of, you know, m- might I say sort of made you guys a little more visually interesting. Cause well, ladies there was are a little more visually appealing <laughs> that came than out just weird, the didn't man. It? No, but it was so true. It was so spot on. No, I mean, it's, yeah, it sort of rounded it out. You know, it's like taking a picture with two brunettes and then there's a blonde in the middle. Visually, that kind of that kind of works out. So, um, Nicole, is that her name? Nicole. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I saw you guys upstairs. I'm like, yeah, pretty good, Pat Vaughn. And um, <laughs> then you're like, Jamie, want to go to the bathroom? <laughs> Wow. I mean, you know, I've known you throughout the years, I know, but I'm like, so I'm like, huh, well, that's kind of, he first he buys me Budweiser and then we're going to the bathroom together. Um, okay. You know, I'm kind of adventurous. It's I'm like, hot, okay, right? let's do it. <laughs> so what's going on there is Pat and Ken and Nicole are performing bathroom sets apparently in yeah. the bathroom of the Red Onion. Now, I remember the old Red Onion. I haven't spent a lot of time in the new Red Onion. So I'm thinking, really, you're going to the bathroom in the Red Onion to play music? You know, that's that's a place you just kind of want to get out of, the I old would, Red Onion bathroom. Yes, I, but I go in, so I follow you guys. And it was in the men's bathroom, which I, at first I was a little hesitant. But it turns out it's really big in the men's bathroom. Yeah. I, I don't spend a lot of time in it's men's bathrooms. I don't really know. It's, it's, it's good. We should probably back up and, you know, talk a little bit about Nicole, like pretty much the third tune monkey, uh, Ken's good <laughs> friend, who was introduced to me at a later point. We started... Uh, talking about playing some music and stuff. And I was like, yeah, Nicole, you want to play with us? Want to come out to us? So she joined us one night over at the uh, ski shop. And uh, it was great because Patty, Patty knows all his chords. We know, you know, we could sing some tunes and stuff. But add Nicole to the mix, she's just a nice little, extra little sassy flavor. Yeah. That she's, was good. Oh, she's sassy. And we like it. Funny yeah. story. Kenny says to me one night, you know, my friend Nicole would like to join us. She's a snowmaker, blah, blah, blah. I'm kind of picturing like, all right, this is some type of snowmaker. I'm not really sure about this. Snowmaker. What, 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 what do you say what snowmakers something? look like? I'm so I think I said to Kenny, let's, you know, let's make this an audition. Let's not No, you didn't. Let's let's not <laughs> let's not officially invite her into the band. You know, I bring her back to the hot wax machine. <laughs> see what's going on. She okay. comes to the front door of Pomeroy, right? She arrives with a bottle of whiskey, a guitar, some what are those things uh that you do in your a hands? A castanets. And a flute. Yeah. So she's like three feet of the door. I'm like, all right, she's in the band. She's a wild free spirit. You know, we get a call one day like, all right, I'm not going to be there today. I'm on a road trip to 
the northwest <laughs> or nepal or anywhere <laughs> in the world like Ten if weeks. i got a message right now that she said she was going to live in you know india for seven years i wouldn't be surprised so but it kind of sounds like me yeah like she has musical talent so yeah. awesome so I'll, was, I'll be nicole you when play i nicole. Up. you play um guitar at some point i hear right you know i i have an electric guitar and i'm not getting worse well how's that i play like about seven or eight chords so if you can play that you can I have three you chords down a... really good, and I search for songs that just like those three chords. It's good. <laughs> There's no bar chords in my future. No, I'm struggling with the bar chords myself. So. I used to own a guitar. You used to own a guitar? Yeah. And I had to sell it for a trip to a Telluride to go skiing. That's that's a good story, too. You know, sometimes you just have to sell things in order to have other things happen. Totally. And so it's I not s- like they don't make guitars anymore. You could probably get another no, one. No, but I saved some yeah. money, so I got a little, a little mini guitar, ukulele. I play the ukulele now. That's great. Yeah. Kenny picked up the ukulele like a month ago, and he's already able to play it you know, at the Red Onion. Uh, and it, it sounds great to me. I mean, it's like an intro instrument, isn't it? Well, it's, it's a smaller version. It's a smaller thing, and I'm only five foot seven, pushing it maybe. So it's much easier for me to maybe hold the smaller instrument. Can you not yeah. like a midget? <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's one of the big... Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, this is... No, 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 no. Seinfeld yeah. reference. Love five, it. 5'7 with your elevator shoes or without? Um, I'm five foot nine and a half in my skis and my ski boots. <laughs> with my risers. Awesome. <laughs> Sometimes I go for the bigger bindings just so I could be a little bit taller. I hear you. Yeah, get but yourself this, some backcountry but bindings. But this, this isn't one of those like little like... Those little uh, Louis, I don't know what I'm thinking. Those little like, like Hawaiian, those little Hawaiian little micro, like little yeah. ukuleles. But I, I want to just finish my first bathroom set encounter because it's just it's cool. Yeah, it was so um, life changing, just tremendously transformative. So yeah, I follow you to the bathroom, and there's all these people there, and you guys start playing. It's acoustic. You're all singing. Acoustics are great. And people are there. I'm not the first person to join you. And it's kind of like you guys have a, a gang, a roving band of bathroom setters. I would say groupies, yeah. And it was yeah. kind of like a sing-along. It was almost like, you know, we needed a campfire. You pick songs that most people knew the words to. So I was totally into it. I was kind of getting swept up in the energy. Yes. And these guys come in the bathroom, goes to the urinal, and just starts doing his thing. You guys weren't phased. You kept going. And then the guy went and he locked the stall. And I'm like, oh, God, what's going on here? So fortunately, there weren't any huge bathroom moments. Right. But I think he blew his nose. <laughs> Nicole's like sitting on the sink. She was. <laughs> yep. And then some other guy comes. And to be honest, he, he had a reaction. He wasn't so into it. He thought you guys were in the way. And then I remember, I, th- I don't know if it was the bartender, but someone came yeah. down for the Red Onion. That was the, fir- that was the one and only night we've been asked to leave the men's room. And, and that was my first encounter. So yep. I was actually crestfallen. I'm like, oh, yeah. no, this I, is going to be the last bathroom a set guy ever. I had to go number two. That <laughs> was the it. only time we had to leave. He actually went up to the, um, the bouncer. First, he walked in. And he, usually there's that three-second shock factor. Oh, I'm going to the bathroom, take a piss, open up the door, come in. You're like... Okay, this is this is weird, but okay. There's a lot of double this. takes too. They look on the sign like, is that really the men's room? Maybe like, <laughs> maybe I'm in the wrong room. Like, but, this oh, is a production studio here. Like, I, it's just wait. open mic night. Wait, I didn't know open room? mic had a warm up room <laughs> at the Red Onion. It's the green room. So the guys like, I'm sorry, you yeah. guys can't do this anymore. So really, that's the end of the yeah. bathroom sets. But no, I remember Pat. You just looked at me. You're like, don't worry about it. So you, so you wake. I don't know, maybe three minutes. Then you go in the hallway. But in the meantime, Nicole has disappeared. I'm like, what happened yes, to Nicole? So what yeah. happens is. We all kind of regroup, and you poke your head in the girls' bathroom, and there's Nicole. She'd already, like, staked her turn. I know. Yeah, it's. I think the bathroom thing, as weird as it sounds, is kind of interesting. And you, you touch on a couple interesting points, Jamie, that I think why we get people down there is it becomes a sing-along, and a lot of people love to be involved in a sing-along. And the songs that we play, 
usually kind of lend themselves to when there's 20 people singing, if you're you know, shy about your singing, no one really cares because you can't hear who's singing good or bad. It's the same thing like people's like, oh, we're, um, I s- just pretend like you're singing in the shower. Yeah. Like people probably rock out in the shower all the time. Totally. They're killing it. And like, I guess the right on your bathroom is the closest thing we can get exactly. to a bunch of girls and guys, 30 people all together having a shower. But there's probably a place in Aspen <laughs> where we can get that going actually in a shower. And you know, the acoustics are similar to a bathroom. Oh, they're yeah. The they're acoustics really are fun. Actually, I mean, pretty good. Yeah. And no, I, it was kind of touching. There were these random people. I really I didn't know. know any of them. They, it I, seemed like there were some tourists there, some foreigners. Most of the people that we wind up, um, you know, singing along with down there, we've never met before, and they become, you know, they might be here for a weekend, or they might be locals, and we, you know, some of them have become friends of ours, and others we might not ever see again. But I think for those little moments, it's special for everyone. Yeah, we first went down there. This guy, um, we would first tune up. We, Patty went down right. to tune up. We played a little warm-up the first time, went up there. This guy Casey, he asked us if we can go down and uh, warm up with him, and uh, he works over at the airport here in Aspen, and um, we just started playing music with him. Yeah, it was great. And he was, Patty was playing a bunch of chords and stuff, and he was just rocking out. We don't really know what he was saying, <laughs> but it was kind of awesome. It was like this is great, and then we started singing songs uh, back and forth, and people started hanging out, and it was like. This could work. The thing is that there, you do you open mic. You only have yeah. you do like three or four songs. Yeah, you know? it's very brief. So with the two muggies, we like we like to do. We have like a three second song limit. We don't do anything over three no, seconds. Not three <laughs> seconds. Three minutes. <laughs> three minutes. Oh, three I'm minutes. like, wow, you guys are good. We we did establish some rules early on. Um, I don't know why Kenny said seconds, but it's minutes. I have very short attention span, so I love the the songs that are under three minutes. I want to see the Lemonheads, a great band that is an influence of ours, and. You know, if you listen to some of their discs, it's uh, the songs are two minutes, 20 seconds. And probably the second thing I think that's important for us is you'll never find us play um, where there's more than 20 or 30 seconds worth of no lyrics. Just instrumental. I just, we just think that's a little, um, for our particular music, it gets, uh, it just gets tired. Like, you know, we could, uh-huh. we could stretch our songs into seven or eight minutes, but... The quick hitters are kind of what we're after. I don't know if it was that night you were there, Jamie. There was a guy in there. He wanted to do like a freestyle rap. And, you know, (laughs) we were were playing chords for like a minute or two, which felt like an hour to me. And he still hadn't started rapping, and I was like, "He was like, yeah, I'm from New York City, man. I would love to. Can I do a rap? I want to do a freestyle rap." And we, you know, so we're playing. So we're playing. We're playing chords, and he's like, and he's like, he's like, yeah, I I don't know what you're playing. I go, it doesn't matter. You're gonna be rapping, dude. (laughs) So then I start. I'm like. All right, man, you're singing. You're going to rap a song right now. Come on, come on. I'm just trying to pop him up. And I look over to Patty, and he has his guitar, and he's playing to smash it over his head. He's like, just basically put me out of my misery right now. It just brought down the whole the whole vibe of the women's bathroom that night. <laughs> Wait, because it's, it's usually such a great vibe, I have to tell you. Well, it's usually the men's. There's no place like the yeah. women's no, bathroom. So weird Monday. stuff happens in the women's room. Normal <laughs> stuff. Everything's neutral in the men's room. Well, I, like I said, I was a little surprised that the men's was so big because the women's yeah. was a little more cramped. Yeah, like what do you think about that? Like why Why do you guys that. have – that's kind of messed up. What I don't know it? because we all know women spend far too much time in the bathroom. Sure, but there's probably a lot more men in the Red Onion than women, you know, on any given night. Do they think they, they put the bathrooms I don't know in, how they, based on the type of the, I don't know. Type of the we'll bar? I have to call the city planner about that one. Yeah. 
So I went back upstairs at one point. I don't know why. Drink? Maybe that's a good reason of, to go upstairs. Uh, There's yeah. not a bar yet in the bathroom. You actually have to go back upstairs. Uh, yeah, the other musicians, I, I was I was all excited, and I was telling one of them. They're like, oh, yeah, the bathroom sets, whatever. Like, they were disgruntled that they weren't involved. Okay, don't act like they're not cool, because they're cool. You're just bummed out. You didn't think of it. It was yeah. pretty funny. And, and really, everyone's like welcome. There's a, there's a, who's that dude that plays uh, those Third Eye Blind songs? It's uh, Jonathan. Jonathan. Guy's mm-hmm. a, this yeah. guy's awesome. And Sings he comes great. down. Uh, he comes down with his guitar and like, I mean, he totally takes over and, you know, we're all singing along. And like, I think that's the bottom line. Like, if you can bring something to the bathroom instead of the table. If anybody wants to play. <laughs> the, the best is that we didn't have any room for him. The best is the guy playing the harmonica yeah. in the actual stall. Yeah. yeah. That was great. Well, the door was open, but we didn't have any room for him. So he's sitting over there in the stall with the door flapped open. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he busts out the harmonica. He's like, what key is this in? I'm like, we don't know. Yeah. There was a guy last night, this Russian guy, Alex, oh my who, God. Who, is, who stumbled upon the whole thing. And um, he must be a huge fan of music, and his English is a little shaky. But, I mean, he was playing percussion on the urinals. and But it was great to have him, right? He was, like, banging against the door and, like, <laughs> I was psyched to have him down there, and he was psyched to be there. And Oh, yeah. we had an NFL veteran last night. This guy, Sean, he's, I mean, he's been friends with uh, yeah, some he's close friends a good friend of over ours, at uh, Pomeroy. Uh-huh. He's kind of a friend of the of the extended Pomeroy family, and uh, he happened to be there. Um, and we're like, hey, come down and join us, which sounds really bizarre when you invite people, just like we, when we invited <laughs> you. Jim, you want to go to the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> it's the best, you know, you see a cute girl or something and you're like, you want to hang out with them. The only thing, you can't even come up with any pickup line. Your only line is, hey, we're going to have a bathroom session in about five minutes. Meet you guys down there. We're doing a little sing-along. They're like, what? <laughs> no, it's like, it's like a 10, 15, 20 second, 30 minute adjustment time of getting used to what's going on down there. But once you get comfortable, like, everyone's singing along and yeah. rocking out. It is so much fun. It's just a lot of fun, fun for everyone involved. Do you guys want to play any music? Yeah. yeah, we could probably. I promise play I won't sing along. Now, no, we, we, now we, 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 only, we would encourage you to sing along, just like if you were. Now in the we only room. we only have no. one official Two Monkey original that Patty wrote. Is it oh. a le- is it illegal to play cover songs on the air? No. All right. Yeah, we could. I do mean, I'm not tunes. making money off this. I don't know if you are, but yeah, we yeah. can play what we want. Yeah, I just don't want to lose my estate to you know like Arista Records or anything. You know. Yeah. I, <laughs> I might fire you as a guest. You can't come back to my public. That would radio be the second show, time but... I was asked to leave a radio station. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel as the band is uh, just a brief period in our history. We have tons to talk about. Like, uh, but we would love to play. Patty, yeah, tell us uh, about just briefly. Is. It's um, it's a song called "The Man from Japan." Musically, it's like as simple as you'll ever find it. It's like three or four chords. It was inspired by uh, my dry cleaner from the west side of Manhattan. Uh, I'm sure he's not from Japan, but there was no way I could get it to rhyme with using like Cambodia or wherever he's probably from. <laughs> he did. Orange. He did drive. He did drive a white minivan, which you'll hear about. Uh, in the oh, next minute and 70 seconds. Um, <laughs> minute and 70 seconds. You know, someone I, it was someone I was in contact with two or three times a week. I never got to know his name. He never really seemed very happy. Um, all his family was working there. And, you know, I, I think I got to wonder what his life was all about. I'm sure he was from another country and what it was like living in New York City as uh, basically a servant to some of the people on the West Side, which uh, can be very trying. So... Anyway, it's called The Map from Japan, <laughs> and uh, Kenny sings a great version of it. Rock it up. And here we go. Who would you be if you had a minivan? Who would you be 
If you had a master plan, who would you be? If you were from Japan, you'd be the man with a van. You'd be the man with a plan. You'd be the man from Japan. Driving around in your minivan You're a stranger in a stranger land You're worried about the events in Afghanistan Driving around, you got nowhere to go Your minivan is way too slow You're thinking about a moving back to Tokyo You'd be the man from Japan Yeah <laughs> It's all about the abrupt ending. <laughs> um, well, that was probably like a minute and twenty. Yeah, I'm, I was wondering too, okay. if you had that on the. Uh, God, I've I've so many. Stopwatch. There's so many emotions <laughs> that washed over me. I'm sure. Uh, clearly, it's much deeper than it sounds. <laughs> no, it's kind of. Um, and don't take this wrong way because it's actually a compliment, in a really entertaining kind of way. But it's almost like a Saturday Night Live short. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. That's what we're going for. It's a little bit like Andy Kaufman. You have no idea if we're for real or totally joking. No, it just hit me. It's that Danny Carvey skit where he's chopping broccoli. I was at the grocery store, bought some broccoli. It's very much along the same lines as that. And a great story. And he talks me into going to the Aspen Singer Songwriter Fest at the Red Onion, which is like vastly different than clearly the bathroom oh, sessions. Man. And like, it's deadly serious. I'm like, people sitting, everyone's very serious. There was about 25 guitars lined mm. up. So, oh my God, some of the, so many. Some of the best singer-songwriters probably in Colorado. And we're walking up there to sing The Man from Japan, which is pure comedy. <laughs> or in, um, so I married an axe murderer when he when he does his poetry <laughs> readings. <laughs> Remember? Whoa, man. Whoa, man. So, anyway. Wait, so Kenny, what were you going to say? And your delivery was oh. very dramatic. I really oh, liked it. It was, very, it's, it's, it was it, almost kind of like Chris Cornell. No, it, it totally takes me to a different place. Like, I was floating during that song. I was floating. No, so so we did the, uh, so it's the uh, original, you know, singer-songwriters thing. It's all original songs. So we go over there. We're done singing, and we're, like, sitting down. And it was like, they're going to pick, like, the top six people. And we're like, if you are, if you're the top six, <laughs> Kate Bofell. If you take the top six people, you have to sing another original song. So we're like, ah, oh, crap. So we're like, all right, so we have to, we don't have another original song. Yeah, we only song. have one original song. So. And that was it, right? You just heard it right there. So we're like, all right. So we're like, what should we do? Patty's like, let's not worry about it. Let's just get a, get a capo at the bar and we'll figure it out. So he comes up with a few chords and everything. We go down, we go downstairs and we, we basically came up with like the, the storyline, the beginning, the middle, and the end, the kind of the chords that we're going to play, and everything was just going to be like improv in between. But it was great. It was about a couple, guy, couple guys moving from New England, coming out to Aspen in a van. And, uh, was it a minivan or was this actually like a van van? You had to had, change it up a no, little bit. I think it would be a minivan. It always changes. It's always like an Aerostar. And we're just singing music on the corner, and we get picked up by uh, the manager over at Pomeroy Sports, and he wants to tune skis for him. <laughs> And it's freaking great. And it would have been awesome, but yeah, we didn't get picked. But you didn't get, how did you not get kicked? I Pitch, don't, without Diddy. Come on. I don't it was rigged. Know. The voting system was rigged. There was a lot of hanging chads on the uh, voting. Yeah, uh, there, was, voting there was some of the same people you hear every year, every year. But uh, whatever. We'll be oh, here next year. We, uh, our first song that we learned was this uh, R.E.M. song called uh, Driver 8. And Patty, it was one of, his, one of his songs that he could play and stuff. And I was like, 
I think I'd heard it before, but it was our yeah. first our first time saying, "All right, shop shut down. Let's sit down. Let's practice a tune." And uh, Patty's like, "That's just this is I love this thing." So we listened to it, and this is what we played. That this was our first Tune Monkey cover song. Yeah, and, and interesting. Like Kenny has been per- performed for so long. Like I don't know when he started, but clearly you're comfortable on stage. Whereas I am frightened to go on stage, especially this first night. So you know, I've been playing some REM songs, especially Driver 8, in, you know, my apartment by myself. So I was like, Kenny, this is a song that I need to play first. Uh, it's probably the only one that I feel like I could remember from start to finish in front of more than, you know, one or two people. So he learned, the like, all the lyrics very quickly, and we played it. It was a great feeling to play it up uh, at the Red Onion for the first time. So if we're not going to get sued, maybe we could play it. No, go ahead. All right. REM's actually on hold. They're on line three. Are they? Like, okay, Michael Stein. Like, Are you allowed to do it. stuff if they're retired and you could just like, take <laughs> oh, all the yeah. stuff? If they're nobodies and no one thinks of them anymore except on like Orange Crush commercials, yes, right. you can do it. Yeah, okay, after go. 31 years, they, they called it quits. What, I mean, what an amazing thing. And, uh, you know, if you listen to a lot of those REM songs, Michael Stipe clearly is the lead singer, but Mike Mills, I think the bass player, could easily be a lead singer of his own band, you know, which makes which makes the music so awesome. If I only I could sing back up like he did, that, uh, you know, the Tune Monkeys. I want to talk about R.E.M. when you're done. Yes. That's okay. okay. Totally. And, you know, okay. I should bring up, too, um, when Nicole is the third player, she is very talented in playing a lot of these little riffs that I just doom, cannot play. Doom, 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 so if this, doom, if she was here, we would, she would start with this awesome riff that I just can't play. So I just start with the regular chords. You know what? Whatever about Nicole. She's not right. here. She's no. dead to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Nicole, love you. Call us. <laughs> we'll be here all night long. The walls are built of stone by stone. The field of iron on my wall. And the train conductor says, take a break, driver in. I've been take a break We've been on this shift too long And the train conductor says Take a break, drive away Drive away, take a break We can reach our destination But we're still a ways away I saw a treehouse on the outskirts of the farm the power lines have flowed, so the airplanes won't get snapped. Bells are ringing through the town again. The children look up, only see sky blue bells ringing. And the train conductor says, Take a break, drive away, drive away, take a break. Reach our destination, but we're still a ways away. But we're still a ways away. Where did she? The hated he. Where to put myself to sleep? Where did she? The hated he. Where to put myself, my children to sleep? Piling this song in a plane like that one She is selling faith 
on the Coattail Crusade. Locomotive, Southern Crescent, hear the bells ring again. Feel the weirdest looking thing. And the train conductor says, take a break, driveway. Rappery, take a break. We've been on the shift too long. And the train conductor says, Take a break, Rappery. Rappery, take a break. We can reach our destination, but we're still a ways away. But we're still a ways away. And I feel fine. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel fine. It's the end of the world as we know it. And we usually give each other a high five after a song, like <laughs> but the thing that gets thrown into uh, throws a loop into it is I normally have a pick in my hand, so it becomes like a, some type of high four. <laughs> nice. Right. <laughs> so it you know, it's it's a, a lesser bit. known sort of a sort of redheaded stepchild of the high five family. It's the high four. <laughs> the high four. Yeah. The high four. Yeah, it's cool. That up. was awesome. Yeah, I mean, wow. It's, I'm a gigantic REM fan. Um, so this is what I want to talk about. All right. I mean, I. Your rendition, and Kenny, you have a great voice. We're going to talk about your voice because I want to talk about your mm. performing background. I know mm. there's more than like before tonight. <laughs> uh, I mean, but REM, there's a few bands I've never really sunk myself into. Right. And of that era, like the 80s, because I remember the 80s very well. As Children of I, the yes, 80s. Yes. The Smiths, Morrissey, mm. and REM. I mean, I'm, I'm wondering if I'm not paying attention to the right that details. That could be the, let me, let me tell you how it happened for me I had friends that were I was always a little bit behind the musical curve I had friends there was actually an awesome band in my little hometown called um, they called themselves uh, was it I don't know ham sandwich or something they would play these REM songs and I was like you know that was when I would like go to the men's room but anyway <laughs> um, just kind of sunk in eventually and a lot of the songs that you would hear on the radio aren't I mean they're far from their best songs I had this awesome summer job. I would deliver air conditioners with my, one of my good friends. And um, we had this ridiculous, like, boom box, and we would play uh, cassette tapes. And sooner or later, you know, we would listen to uh, some of those early REM tapes, cassette tapes from start to finish, like Document or um, Reckoning. And it's just uh, similar to the way I might feel about Johnny Cash, like if – if you really give it a listen and you're a music fan, it's almost impossible not to become a fan of, of the music. Songs that people have never heard uh, from R.E.M., I think, um, are some of their greatest songs. And hmm. I, I know, Jamie, if you if we sit you down for 
you know, weekends and lock you in a closet. <laughs> and drip water on your forehead. And, and I think Kenny's probably a good example. <laughs> I know, I don't think Kenny ever heard of the song Dry Raid until we started playing it. Same with Nicole. And, totally. And now, you know, it's a song that I think we all love to play. And it's kind of beautiful. No, it's, I mean, it's one I, of dare like, I say, I like your rendition better. It, well, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a voice thing. I think it's probably the awesome guitar playing. Yeah, totally. I don't like. I don't. I hate their awesome guitar playing. No, totally I love awesome. your awesome guitar playing. We, we had our friend um, Chad. He came down for one weekend. He played. He brought down the. Uh, I know him from North Dakota. Did a show out there, and he brought out the banjo. And he that guy's freaking awesome. He can play anything. Hysterical guy, and like you know, he loves his country, loves his bluegrass, and all this type of stuff. We did uh, Driver Eight, and he was like, I really love that song. Yeah, like there's something about it that's really cool. Well, on top of it, too, for me, it's a very basic guitar chord, so it's mm-hmm. one, one of a few songs that I feel like I can play the way it's played on a studio album because the guitar chords fit into my very small library of knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> You're seven or eight, like, sure things. And like, that's really all you need. It's yeah. really all you need to play uh, a lot of these songs that we play. So what albums would you recommend me listening to to get it? Oh, God, it's, that's a tough one. Like, they did release a kind of a greatest hits thing, which... Mm-hmm. Um, has all their great songs, but um, my personal favorite, it's called Life's Rich Pageant. It has a lot of great tunes, and you've seen it around, I'm sure. The, from start to finish, I think there's only one or two songs that you know I'm not totally in love with, and I think if you give it a good listen. So there was this guy I met once, and I thought he was really awesome, and I was wrong, turns out, which happens. Yeah. But he was really into R.E.M., and he recommended the album, too. Really? And I yeah, listened it's really good. Just because I was really into him, so I sat down, and I listened, and I tried... I try. I know it's tough. You can't force. But maybe it. I should try. Maybe third time's a charm. Well, yeah, no, I never force music, but I do try because people I respect I who are into music like yourself. I would personally, I stick to the stuff that's earlier. Like some of the later stuff um, is okay, but for me, the earlier stuff's better. And it's funny, um, you know, I dated a girl that was very much into fish, and same thing. I mm-hmm. tried my heart out. To yeah, like you give it, it your college try. And I don't waste a ton of time on it, but I think you know any anyone that appreciates like good music, great lyrics. Uh, would it would be hard pressed to not like some of those early REM mm-hmm. discs? Kenny, how about you? What 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 music? What I, keeps you up at night? Country music. What kind of country music? Love country music. Um, I mean, my favorite people are like Brad Paisley, great freaking guitar player, awesome lyricist, and like like Johnny Cash and some of the old stuff like George Jones and all that stuff is freaking awesome. King of the Road and everything, and. Um, I don't know, it's, just, it's just so pure. Country music it just has, I think a lot of people can connect to it. Um, story-wise, it's just nice, um, nice, easy lyrics and stuff. And everybody just freaking loves it. But a lot of the new country and mainstream country, like it's awesome bringing like the uh, younger crowds into it and everything. But I still love the older stuff like Randy Travis and um, George Strait. Mm-hmm. Those guys freaking love write and sing awesome songs. I kind of love this stuff. I'm starting to get a little more bluegrass. I love the bluegrass sound. Like I like traditional bluegrass sound. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm into like the... The new grass? <laughs> I'm not a new grass fan. I'm going to I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that. Yeah. I've had this bluegrass discussion before. Bluegrass slash Americana, I like that kind of mix. Totally. The Bela Fleck and stuff doesn't... Sam Bush, not, not happening mm-hmm. for me. Totally. Yeah. I think Elvis Presley, I'm a big fan of that man. <laughs> I think you know, about I've heard of him. He's pretty good. Like, I should check him like out. Like, Bluegrass is big and stuff, and then Elvis Presley came into town and was like, and I was like, all right, Bluegrass is kind of going away. Okay, we like this Elvis Presley sound. Let's try to emulate him and stuff. It started getting bigger. And Elvis Presley went over into the country 
part. A lot yeah. of gospel stuff. There's so much good gospel stuff out there. And um, I was talking with Patty today about uh, Johnny Cash. I was like, oh, yeah, Johnny Cash is freaking awesome. He was he's in the Hall of Fame for country music. Did you know he's in the Rock and Hall, Rock and Rock and Hall, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and he's also in the Gospel Music uh, Gospel Hall of Fame. Where do they call that thing? Yeah, I was trying. Sure. To, I was trying to prove, prove a point because a lot of times I was like, all right, Patty, let's play this country song. And he's like, ah, country music. You know, I'm not really a big fan of it and stuff. I was like, all right, and we we kind of uh, butt heads very lightly back and forth. Yeah. What kind of music we want to play and stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, kind of sit at the shop and we we listen to the music and everything. And we're like. Uh, no, not really. Okay, we could do that. But both of us are totally, totally, like, on board and, like, trying to play any music that the other person wants to play. He brings up a song, all right, sing it. I try to bring up a song, and he's like, all right, let's try to play it. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a good blend, and I think you it's... You, like, expand each other's horizons. That yeah, is good, because I mean, you never when, know what's going to happen. Right, and when you blend Johnny Cash and the Sex Pistols, you get the man from Japan. <laughs> <laughs> right? Do, so. you have, do you have something to share along that... The, that vein, those veins? No, I, th- I find it really interesting, you know, um, the two of us, and then if you throw Nicole in the mix, um, <laughs> but very different musical, like Kenny introduced me to some songs just recently that I've, I've never heard, I probably would never hear had we not formed this little thing, and, uh, you know, I go to, not, uh, on Monday nights, I go to sleep with the song Wagon Wheel, like, blasting in <gasps> my head. I was going to request that, ah, not to be you know. super obvious, and I know that's like a song, I mean, really... If we never heard it again, it would. Sneak. I know. Twi- it's almost like twist and shout these days, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's really good, and I love it. Will you play that? Yeah, we'll definitely yeah. play it. That's okay. a song that, like, you know, I just wouldn't probably give it enough time to let it sink in to have it really become something I like. And mm-hmm. and you know, having Kenny introduce it to me and jam it down my throat, now it's become something I'm really into. Yeah. Like so. last night, I was like, I really love like Josh Turner and like Randy Travis did like Long mm-hmm. Black Train, Josh yeah, Turner, but it's yeah. an old gospel song. And I was like, we played it this week, and we rocked it out. And I was like, Patty was like, I no, love I, I love it. I, I love really it. do like it. And, you know, I'd never, you know, I would go the rest of my life without, you know, having that song be something I would ever listen to from start to finish. Totally. So, you know, you, you have these perceptions of what you don't want to listen to mm-hmm. and what you love to. And then when people just say, like, like your friend's telling you to listen to R.E.M., it's like, okay, you know, maybe I just need a different perspective on it or... Just opened my mind up. And what's uh, you might notice is kind of funny too. It's a little tune monkey thing. We have a little cheat sheets on our guitars. You can see this yellow tape here. So when Kenny suggests a song, you know that I'm not really familiar with, I'll write it on these little yellow pieces of tape. And this this happens to have the four or five chords that I feel good about playing. So do you replace the tape with each concert? Uh, Not necessarily. I have Country Roads up at the top. I (laughs) have, uh, what is this? Oh, this is the Old Black, uh, the train song we did the other night. um, Long Black Train. Long Black Train. Long Black Train, and this is uh, the song we do right now. Capo. I have a bad, bad habit of losing my capos, so hold on. (laughs) There's a couple right here, if you want. No, every time we want to go play a a song, and I'm like, Patty, all right, we're going to put the capo on the... uh, Second Freddy's like, oh, rad, man. Uh, it's very funny. Uh, Trenton, who actually we should give a little a shout mm-hmm. out to, he runs the open mic and he sometimes plays bass. He's just clearly a very talented musician. And uh, we'll we'll be about to play a song and he'll be like, what key is that in? I'm like, Trenton, I have no idea what key this is in. You know, like, so he, um, you know, anyway, shout out to him because it's been good. But 
Um, yeah, we'll play this one. Uh, Kenny's gonna play. It looks like he's gonna play a little. Actually, made a <gasps> is that your, your ukulele? Yeah, and I made a guitar pick out of it. I, <laughs> no, I made a I made I made a guitar pick out of a uh, McDonald's uh, gift card. Wow. <laughs> uh, hold on one second. I'm speechless. <laughs> no, it right. floors everybody every time. sure how we're going to end the song. No, it's always different. <laughs> oh, yes, it's you always... are. You always end it with a high five. <laughs> like, chill. Oh, that was awesome. fun. That was great. And it's not, it's not that was fun. cold in here, so it must be from no. the music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, seriously, toxins are just like flying really? across the room. It's so this hot. Is true. So, Kenny, let's talk about your voice, may we? 
Yeah, of course. Okay, so you're you're an actor. What does that mean? Like uh, IMDb. There you are. The much. Hanging out in that type of data, <laughs> database because I haven't done a movie. Um, but you do, if you go to the Broadway database, you still won't find me there. <laughs> IBDB.com. Um, but no, I. Um, Let's hear it. I think the definition of an actor is the majority of their paychecks is from a theater or a movie or, a or something shop. that's. or a ski shop. That's. <laughs> I'm not really a um, a ski tuner. I just play one at the ski shop. Actually, you everybody could justify that I put on a good show and we're tuning some skis over there. It's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> no, but I um yeah I do a lot of for the most part I travel around do a lot of theater work and different shows whether it's like tours or like dinner theaters or uh, children's theater or like random shows in North Dakota, which is um yeah it's kind of what I do. But I'm a big skier. The problem is I ski. That's my problem. You can, you, I can't put 100% into my theater and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff because, like, I was living in New York City. I was, I was doing a few off-Broadway shows. I was working hard, and I just got totally burnt out. And I, I think that was my worst year since I was one year old. I only skied four days that year. So I was like, I, I, have, I have to leave. And I was living with, um, I was living with a great girl, and... Um, People were great. We're great friends. Um, we were together for a couple of years, but I was like, she knew I didn't want to be there. I, I knew I had to get out. How much I love performing, but the mountains and skiing is just so much more important to me than anything else, I think. Mm. So I got up, found a job, and came out here and started doing the. It, so, you know, it's trying to find the, the blend of both worlds and being able to it's ski hard. and play some music. I think, I think the coolest thing was... Last year was, I, I lived up in like Missouri Heights. It was like a, a hall to get home. I would, it actually felt like it was a nightmare driving home. You know, sometimes I would have to stop in like gas stations to take a nap. Shut um, up. No, totally. <laughs> I've actually had a cop, I've had cops like knock on the window and wake me up and be like, hey man, you, you, you can't be sleeping on the side of the road right here. I go, I couldn't even make it any further. I'm so exhausted right now. It's 40 well, minutes from the mountain. I once can't they, get home. Once they wake you up after a four hour nap and you're in your sleeping bag, you, you kind of have a you kind of a level of energy to get back home, but no, it's been freaking great. The best um, has been being able to play music this year with Patty and stuff, mm-hmm. and being able to like it's kind of like a creative release and be able to just like I think it's I told him today I was like skiing and playing music with you is like has been equal, you know I, I couldn't give one away for the other or one or vice versa, so it's been pretty cool. It's been being able to be creative and while you're not um. You know, on stage or doing all the other stuff. The other stuff is kind of stressful, but it's awesome to be playing music in a with this guy and like hanging out at like that ski shop at night when work's done. The Aspen Mountains right up there, looking up and just like just like collaborating and just like figuring out you know songs yeah, and stuff and music. I mean, it's been a blast. It really has. Uh, I wanted to be in a rock band when I was 15 years old. It could happen 25 years later, but uh, better late than never, I guess. Right? Totally. You know, if I'm if I'm never the best at whatever, if I'm like ninety five percent, ninety five percent at everything, I'm totally fine with that. Because I'd rather just travel and be happy. And actually, a lot of our songs have to do with like traveling yeah. and like riding trains and everything. Like uh, subconsciously, <gasps> I, I have this train thing. I don't know. <laughs> Weird fantasy of 
jumping on top of a train, you know, like hobo style. Yeah. Totally. Like, no, like even sometimes I go to Glenwood. I've been there twice this winter. How pathetic is that? Talk it's about two naps. more times that I've been <laughs> like there. Like Glenwood. Ah, but no, you know, you look out at those trains and I do. I have these fantasies of just jumping and I picture like a coal bed and I'm just lying like a snow angel. And, on top. and we were talking about that is, recently um, without even realizing it. A lot of our songs have to do with travel and trains and kind of like being on the road and mm-hmm. really no destination. The songs you pick, you mean? Well, the songs play. that we happen to be able to play and, and like, are, like and stuff. <laughs> and yeah, chords. no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, five you, chords. Yeah. Once you put it together, it was <gasps> like, oh, everything has to do with traveling. Yeah. And, but why and trains? Why not like I don't planes know. Not really or sure. steamboats? Uh, or turns or... out we both had like awesome model train sets as kids, so maybe yep. it goes back to our oh, childhoods. Yeah. You my know. brother had those yeah. too. Well, then sweet Lionel train sets. Super uh, deep subliminal, you know, who knows. The Monopoly games, you bought all the railroads. Like, you can have Baltic nope. Avenue. <laughs> I'm getting there with the ukulele. We have yeah. it for about a month right now. It's just so much easier, right? Yep. It makes you look really big. <laughs> it's like a little boring guy that drives the Ferrari around for total like... <laughs> Is that a ukulele in your hands or are you just really psyched to be here? <laughs> Are your hands really big or is that instrument really too small? It's like actually a combination of both. I feel like I'm having my own personal bathroom you set. You are, you are. Do it. I don't oh, know if we without have the guy like blowing of, his uh, nose. I think we uh, we do a great version of uh, Skyway by The Replacements. The yeah. Replacements. I'm not not a Replacements fan. That's, That's double band. negative. So yes, I am. Another... Do you know anybody in Minneapolis? No. This is a song about people in Minneapolis. Minneapolis, they, they can't, you know, you don't have to cross the street. You can actually walk across from building to building in these uh, little walkways. It's an interesting song. Uh, it's a Paul, Paul Westberg. I think it's a brilliant songwriter. And the replacements, like, I just think from A to Z, their stuff's great. So, and again, it's one that fits into my library of very simple chords. Being a lyrics fan, Jamie, um, you know, it sounds like Paul Westberg's writing about some, like, woman that he's kind of after and he sees her and the skyway it looks like a hallway above the and like he's trying to find a way to meet her but i'm not sure if he ever gets to meet her so all right here we go skyway i got the ukulele in hand you take the skyway i'm above that busy little one way my stupid hat and gloves at night I lie awake Wondering if I sleep Wondering if we'll meet out in the street You take the sky away You don't move at all just like a subway It's got bombs when it's cold like any other place It's warm up inside I catch my ride most every day There wasn't a damn thing I could do Or 
We have a we have a favorite um, type of little medley we play. We call it country song because Patty doesn't know the name of the actual song. <laughs> Ernie Ford wrote a I don't know if he even wrote it, but he sang a sweet song called "16 Tons," and it's about you know just working hard and working in the mines and stuff, and just you know just like what what an old time America was. Ernie Ford, really? Yeah, and then we we do it into uh, the Milky Way. What's the uh, who plays the Milky Way? Uh, or who wrote a band it. called The Church. I like The Church and The Alarm. Oh, my God. Well, Jamie, that's like a, a five-hour show, my love for The Alarm. The Alarm was the first band I saw uh, as a 16-year-old at the Beacon Theater on the west side of New York and changed my life forever. I was, when I was 16, I skipped school to go down to see an Alarm concert on the west side. Didn't really know much about the band, but... Was that your first concert? That was my first concert. Awesome. I was the Beacon Theater in New York City. I was pressed up against the front row. I, there was no one in between me and the band. It was three times louder than anything I'd ever heard in my life. And it was like when I was born into like the love of music. It was a great... I don't think I'll ever feel that way about anything again. You know, it was like a real... At 16, you've, you've experienced a lot of things. and like, um, But that particular night, I just I went home like, oh my God, like this. there's a lot of stuff out there that... I'm not sure I've ever contemplated. Yeah. So it was awesome. A friend of ours in town, Julie Lampton. Um, you know yes, Julie, right? let's give her a shout out. Julie, Julie Lampton, awesome. She would totally high five. She's she one of our biggest around. groupies. She's Julie. actually quite talented. I know she is. Occasionally we go to Takasushi to have kind of a summit meeting about four <laughs> years ago. <laughs> We're sitting down and she tells me that um, she is faced with like a decision to make. Like she's been invited to do some fundraiser for some type of, I don't know, I'm, and it goes on, and then she's like, it's a bunch of old 80s rockers. And now my now I'm starting to kind of perk up because, you know, I'm a child of the 80s. She mentions the alarm in Mike Peters, and I'm like, wait, you got to stop right there. Like, I'm definitely the biggest alarm fan in all of Colorado, hands down. I can guarantee you that. Uh, now it comes full circle. She is, like, very good fl- uh, friends with uh, Mike Peters, the lead singer of the alarm, and his wife. And they have these awesome charities. They do... Uh, very much uh, brings us to another point. They do concerts. Uh, the first one they did was at the base camp of Everest. It was the highest mm-hmm. ever concert. Uh, <laughs> you know where I'm going with this story, Kenny? Why are you laughing? Well, to, sh- to shift gears quickly, uh, sooner or later, Kenny and I, and we're going to do a little show at the top of the Highlands Bowl. On the, <laughs> on the first warm day of the spring, like probably yeah. April 1st. So, so excited. And maybe we'll so try great. to raise some money for that whole uh, cancer charity that they do. But. Um, I would totally give you five dollars to hike right. to the top of the bowl with your ukulele. Uh, I yeah. would. All right. So, and sooner or later we'll do a, an alarm song. I think I need to ease Kenny into that. Oh, you the know socks what? off the bathroom crap. On the <laughs> I had a great friend and roommate uh, that was in a band and he was very musical and he had the patience to teach me four or five chords, and um, that was well actually let it be was the first song I could ah. actually play from start to finish, which. Um, to the disgust of any major music fan, we've uh, changed the lyrics to that song and to one of our bathroom songs. A couple weeks ago, we come up with Let Us Ski instead of 
Let, let it, it be. be. Oh, see, I thought it was going to be let it, let us pee because you're in the bathroom. Well, oh maybe. my god, that's that so could good. be that's the final verse. Could cool. be a ghostwriter for the the Tune Monkey. I can't wait till someday when they do the VH1 behind the music Tune Monkeys. <laughs> you know what? I you know what I would love. Let's just like fast forward to a jukebox in the future. I would love it if Man from Japan were on a jukebox somewhere. Well, I think we're in, all like, in some podunk bar in Wyoming. Everybody all, agrees with that Japan. right now. We're all in trouble if that shows up in a jukebox in uh, anywhere in the world. Was <laughs> it like it's 70 seconds Man from Japan? Jamie, well, who's your favorite Beatle? Oh, who's someone, my favorite Beatle? Someone that is asked me this last night. Um, I'm going to say Paul. Yeah. I think his voice is really awesome it is paul's more my okay. sensibility how about you guys i w- i you know last night I, an- I answered lennon but i think with um Mara thought it was uh mccartney i think lennon was too cool for me i think he was a little more advanced yeah, than yeah. like i could grasp you His know voice, who the beatles yeah. are right kenny oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know it just came to me sooner or later we're going to audition for bass players and drummers maybe ringo would like to be <laughs> part of the two monkeys <laughs> If he you know, lives in town. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he can make a comeback, kind of like John, you know, what? Yeah. John Oates. Like, yeah, exactly, Ringo's still yeah. here. Maybe exactly, maybe Ringo so. could come into his own with the two monkeys. But, you know, if Ringo's listening, we'd love to give you at least an audition. <laughs> we'll give him a five minute. No, 50 right. seconds. Let's get Myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary calls to me, speaking the words of wisdom, let him be. And in my hour of darkness, she is standing right in front of me, speaking the words of wisdom, let him be. Let him be, let it be, let it be, let it be. That's our own little version. If John Lennon was singing, if it was hanging out and singing in like an old little like mountain town like Aspen, this is probably what he would sing. When I find myself on a powder day, sitting at my job that is so gay, cussing out my boss, let us see. At my desk, tears rolling down my eyes, wishing I had burning skiers thighs, cussing at my boss. Let us ski, let us ski, let us ski, let us ski, let us ski. Take your job and shove it. Let us ski, oh, let us ski, let us ski, let us ski, let us ski. Take your job and shove it. Let us go. Freaking high ten. (laughs) And whoop, there it is. This is why I love this quote-unquote job of mine. I am Jamie Lynn. That was Patrick Fawn and Ken Kirikone on Sonic Byways this evening. Now that you're huge groupies, you can find them at Red Onion Open Mic Night every Monday. And I think pretty much they're going to be huge in Japan with their new hit single, Man from Japan. And if you miss them in either of those places, they'll be coming soon to a bathroom near you. Thanks so much once again for tuning in. And I'll talk to you next week right here on Sonic Byways, People of Note Striking a Chord.